As many of you know, I grew up in North County in St. Ferdinand Parish. Uh, my dad is an accountant. My mom was a foreign language teacher, so a bit of a left brain, right brain type of a marriage they have. Works out pretty well. Um, so based off of that background, you can probably imagine that I have never spent a single day in my life working on a farm. I have not. Uh, but there's someone in my family who has, and it's my grandmother. My grandma, who turns 83 this year, grew up in West Alton in the Portage de Sioux area, and she still owns some of the old family farmland. Um, so even as kids, we would sometimes hear about how the fields were doing. Uh, they grew soybeans on the, the, the property, and uh, normally around Christmas, Grandma and Grandpa would always mention, we're very grateful for the soybeans this year, and we as kids would say, yes, yes, we are very grateful for the soybean harvest uh, that maybe got us an extra gift under the Christmas tree from Grandma and Grandpa. Um, but so even if we've never spent a day in our lives working on a farm, uh, this gospel is quite familiar to us. It's quite an easy metaphor for us to comprehend. That seed, of course, is the word of God and the different types of soil. So the question posed by Jesus and even posed today is very much the same. What type of soil am I? Am I that path? Am I the rocky ground? Am I the thorns? Or am I the rich soil? This parable teaches us, brothers and sisters, that the disposition of the receiver matters. There's the old philosophical axiom that goes back to Aristotle. That things are received according to the mode of the receiver. And so if that word that is implanted into that soil finds deaf ears or resistant hearts, it's not going to bear fruit just as that seed is not going to bear fruit in soil that is not well disposed to growth. And so our disposition, brothers and sisters, is profoundly important when it comes to receiving God's word and his teaching, but also, I would argue, when it comes to receiving the sacraments, and in particular, the Holy Eucharist. So if you think about it, the Eucharist is that seed that nourishes the world. And it is meant to produce fruits, to produce fruit in the hearts and minds of every person who receives it. And much like that seed in our gospel, receiving the Eucharist in many ways is dependent on our disposition when it comes to us receiving it. Because Holy Communion is going to be fruitful within our hearts to the degree that we are ready and open to receiving it. To the degree that we are open and to the degree that we are in union with God. So what do I mean by this? We can look back to the Old Testament, to the manna that was given to the people of Israel during Moses' time. And we hear in the Old Testament in the Book of Wisdom that the manna was suited for every taste. And which means that to those who were well disposed and open to God's word and his plan, the manna actually tasted pretty good. But to those who weren't very well disposed, it tasted kind of bad and quite bland. And so you can imagine that those who weren't well disposed to receiving the manna became quite grumbly about it quite quickly. And it is in many ways the same with the Eucharist. Our disposition, our state of soul will determine in many ways the fruit that we receive every time we receive our Lord in Holy Communion. Now, much like this gospel, there's a bit of a caveat here, and it is that God always gives us the fullness of his grace. 
that seed is always planted and our God provides the rain for its growth. And in many ways, it's the same with the Eucharist. God gives his entire body and blood, soul and divinity to us each and every time we come to Holy Mass, a treasure trove of grace that is always given every time someone receives Holy Communion. But all of those things being equal, the seed and the rainwater, all being equal for those different types of soil, it is the soil that determines how much fruit will be born. And again, in the same way, the disposition of our soul will, will maybe make it quite unique and special to us how much grace we receive from that treasure trove each time we receive our Lord in Holy Communion. So it's important to be aware of our disposition and of our state of soul when we receive the Eucharist. Maybe there are some days where our minds are just elsewhere when we're here at Mass. We could be thinking about the cardinals blowing another lead or what we're doing later on in that day. And so the Eucharist probably isn't going to be as effective for us if our minds are elsewhere thinking about other things. Or maybe even if our first reaction after Mass is to just get on our phone and walk outside and just get back to our normal lives. Uh, the Eucharist probably, we're, we're missing an opportunity to savor, really, the Eucharist in a very profound way. There's a beautiful story of St. Louis Martin. He was a husband, he was a father in France in the 1800s. He and his wife had five daughters, one of which was St. Therese of Lisieux. And he would take his young daughters with him to go to Mass, to daily Mass on a regular basis. And when he would walk home, he would walk home in silence. And there was a few days his young daughters would ask him, Daddy, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you silent when you're walking home? Why aren't you saying anything? And he would say, Girls, I want to continue my conversation with Jesus. And such a beautiful little witness of St. Louis Martin. Because for him, receiving the Eucharist wasn't just a momentary thing. It was something that needed savoring. And so he wanted to be open and receptive to everything God wanted to give him in that moment. To have his soul so well disposed to the graces that God wanted him to receive. He wanted, in, in the words of this parable, to give God rich soil so that the Eucharist might bear fruit. Maybe another thing to consider in this area is the state of our souls when we go to Mass. Because the Eucharist can't work in hearts that are actively opposed to God's grace. That's why St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Corinthians, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Therefore, a person should examine himself and so eat. As we know in the church, if we have serious sin in our souls, we should not receive Holy Communion. If we've fallen in any of those areas, whether it be purity, we've lied or stolen or found ourselves in situations that go against our church's teachings, we shouldn't receive. But again, the beauty is our Lord gives us the sacrament of reconciliation to be brought back into those good graces. And in many ways, reconciliation is like fertilizer for the soul. For the soul. It allows us to be rich soil once again, so that the seed that is implanted within us might once again bear fruits. So brothers and sisters, let's pray that we can be well disposed to receiving our Lord in the Eucharist today, and not just today, but every time we go to Holy Mass. So let us receive worthily and devoutly this greatest gift this side of heaven, so that we might be that fertile soil that bears fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold.